0: Welcome into the latest edition of ESPN FC. Kay Murray, Craig Burley and Ali Moreno here in the studio. And of course, we're talking about the World Cup final coming up on Sunday between Argentina and France as we take a look at the odds for this one. What a battle it is going to be. Odds seem to be changing each day with the bookmakers too. They can't make their minds up either. It's not up to them. It's the people (laughs) that put the money on. It's the people that put the money on. You are right. Uh, but, what, yeah, what a final it's going to be, hey. Two of the biggest names in world football going head-to-head in Lionel Messi and Kylian Mbappe as well. Let's welcome in a few more, shall we? Pablo Zabaleta, Luis Garcia and Julian Laurent are also with us. Two of the guys from Qatar there, Pablo's in Madrid. But, Jules, I want to start with you because we know that injury forced Karim Benzema to actually retire from the squad, at uh-huh. least, for the World Cup. But Duchamp didn't replace him. And now there are reports, Jules, that he's actually available <coughs>
1: Could it happen? Could we see him coming back? No, Nah, no, I think we have to stop talking about that now. He's, he, he might, he might come here. He might come back to Doha as a fan and watch the final from the Luzi Stadium, like where we will be. But he's not going to play. He's not going to be on the bench. He, he played today against Leganes in a friendly. He hadn't played for six weeks. His son is with him in the training camp with Real Madrid. I don't even think that Karim himself is thinking about this final alone playing, and Deschamps certainly. And we saw yesterday how he avoided the question in the, in, the, in the post-match press conference. Doesn't even want to talk about it. So it's not, it's not happening. It is, there's no way. There's no way we spend too much time on this.
0: Maybe he didn't even want to talk about it because just... it's actually going to happen.
2: Well, I see what he did <laughs> there. You went to Jules. You uh, went to Jules just just with a little bit of hope that he was going to say this is a story because you did canvas this with Ali and I just before we came on air and we both went, not happening, right? It's not quite Dan's uh, penalty shout from yesterday. Which you handled very well. Which I got a bit bit angry about. Shout
0: being the appropriate But let me tell you, Sam,
2: I was quite prepared to screw up the rest of this programme live just to say this is a non-story. It cannot happen, it will not happen, he hasn't trained, he hasn't played, he hasn't been part of it, and guess what, Olivier Giroud has broke the goal scoring record, Kylian Mbappe is playing great, the French have got to the final, I cannot take a big enough sledgehammer to this and (laughs) smash the lot, I'll even take those flowers with me. (laughs) Those cheap flowers, I'm going to take a lot. It's not happening. What's wrong with the flowers? I don't like them. They're just he cheap. He them. <laughs> they're cheap. Right. They smell great. So what are we are going to do now? Right, we've got another no, left. No, I want what to know. Going to do I now? want
0: to know if Ali, if, if Ali was Deshaun, if well, he would take it. Um, if he would put him in the squad. Stick him on the bench there. What can it hurt? In the sp-
3: <laughs> <laughs> do you want the flowers? Apparently they're cheap. For peace. It's just, it, no. Look, once you made the decision that he gone, that he's not going to be available to bring him in. All it's going to do is create an unnecessary distraction. And the last thing that you want in preparing for a World Cup Final is any sort of distraction, any sort of unnecessary conversation that doesn't need to take place. You just focus on the task at hand, and you want to shield the team from anything, anything that would warrant their attention to go away from the World Cup Final it's it's a known story simply because once you made that decision he gone he hasn't played for a while I know it's cute to talk about But it's not happening.
0: All right, let me put it another way. 40 minutes left (laughs) live. That's all right, I I did my best. I don't
2: worry, 39 minutes and we're doing all 39.
0: Oh, we are.
2: (laughs) We're doing it all.
0: We absolutely are, (laughs) but don't worry, there will be more topics. But I do want to put this to Pablo Zabaleta, asking from an Argentine perspective, Mm. if you were to see Karim Benzema on the bench, even if he's not 100%, would it strike some fear into you as an Argentine?
4: Nah, if it's not 100%, I would definitely like uh, Benzema to play instead of uh, uh, Giroud or some of the guys up front, of course. Uh, I mean, for Otamendi, Kuti Romero, having uh, someone who came back from injury, it's uh, not 100% perfect playing. Fantastic, but... <laughs> no, nah, even not 10 or 15 minutes, it won't happen. I don't know. We just keep talking about it. That would have been a great story, but I don't really see it happening, so... Uh... No, no chance.
2: Right, you've been given a you've been given a you've been given a deck of cards, right? And you've got one trump card left. And he's Spanish. <laughs> Here we go. One trump card left
5: to play. Come
0: on, Luis. Come on, Luis. Come I there. have faith in you. <laughs> this is card. at least one way of putting somebody who lives and plays in Spain back out there in a final. <clears throat>
5: Uh, no, I'm, I'm with the guys. Ah. I think that this is a that happened. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'm sorry to disappoint ah. you. <laughs> but it's like that. I think he's been invited because he's been part of the squad. Uh, I think it's fantastic from the uh, French Federation to invite him to be part of a final, just in case if they wanted to be part of, of the celebration, to be part of that squad, because he started like this. But I think there is zero chance uh, for him to be in the squad. And I'm not going to talk anymore about this because, uh, I mean, Deixante the, the didn't want it, so... I think we we talked already too much. Mm -hmm.
2: All right, right, wrap the show (laughs) up. (laughs) Jules, Pablo, you're clear. You can go. No,
0: no, no. Actually, don't go anywhere. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Did you know less than 10% of Americans own an e-bike? Here's why that should change That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot We're seeing scenes here of the mania that we're seeing from Argentine fans across the world, and understandably so. They are so excited to see Argentina back in a final with Lionel Messi in this form, in this team as well. Pablo, can you explain how the Argentines feel about Lionel Messi What what we need to know more about this, what this means to to the Argentine people to have Messi back in the final.
4: Well, you just see now some of uh, the clips of the Argentinian people celebrating uh, that we are again in a World Cup final after eight years, uh, which is something incredible for our country, for the players, uh, you know, and and especially for Messi, because he knows it could be his last World Cup uh, game. You already uh, say that in the press conference, so uh, it, it would be, you know, uh, amazing. And, and, and I think every single Argentina fans uh, want to see Messi lifting one of the greatest uh, trophy in the world football. I mean, that that would be incredible. Uh, we know that we have a picture of uh, Maradona doing this, and it would be so so good to have uh, another picture of Messi doing that. Two of the greatest players of all time. And uh, that's all the Argentina we want to see. So, finger crossed that it will happen someday.
0: (laughs) Uh, Pablo, just to stick with you, though, seeing as though you mentioned Maradona, if Messi were to go on and lift the World Cup here, would he step out of the shadow of Maradona in Argentine fans' eyes?
4: No. No, no, I mean, uh, for some people from, uh, you know, 60s, 70s, that they have seen the best of Maradona... You know that that were, even if Messi wins the World they will still say that Maradona was uh, the best. Uh, nothing like him, and and that was probably because in the '86 he brought so much success into the country and, and and so much joy. So that's why people just love him. But I mean, uh, I think that debate is just ridiculous. We we just need to, uh, you know. Uh, be so glad to have two of the greatest players, even if Messi win it or not. Uh, listen, both of them uh, best players and we need to love uh, Maradona Messi, and Messi in the same, uh, at the same level.
0: So obviously well, that's interesting to know then what you think of the people, Pablo, who say that Lionel Messi has to win the World Cup to be considered the greatest of all time.
4: uh for me kay doesn't need to win uh, the world cup to prove that he's been one of the greatest i mean two world cup finals uh winning absolutely everything at the club level four uh, copa america finals as well we we've been an incredible team with messi uh we we've been a better team with him in the squad and that's something that we need to appreciate from him you know uh so that's why, uh, hopefully, you know, because I know him and because we love Messi and, and part of that new generation will love to see Messi winning. Uh, but for me, from my point of view, it won't change anything if he doesn't win the World Cup. For me, he will still be up there as one of the greatest, uh, same level as Maradona for me. <laughs>
3: You see that there is something interesting there from Pablo in that when he's talking about Maradona and those that love Maradona, he says, well, those born in the 60s and the 70s, so he's referring to us, the older people over here, right? Because Pablo thinks of himself in the 80s, and so therefore, <laughs> oh, no, I'm, I'm a messy guy all the way. Look, it's, it would be impossible for me, having grown up in South America, and the connection, natural connection to Diego Maradona, to not think of Maradona as anything and everything that there is in football. But Messi has been so incredibly great and so consistently great that I'm ready to switch over. And I was born in the 70s. I'm ready to take that step. And it's hard for me to get to that point because, man, Maradona was everything. Was everything. When Maradona passed away a couple of years ago, it was like... Every Sunday morning watching the games with my father, Napoli games against Juventus or whoever they may have been playing, and and it takes you back to that moment and and you feel that connection, you feel that emotion. But I'm ready to make the jump. Messi wins, Argentina wins on Sunday, I'm making the jump into the Messi camp. So it, it can happen, even for those of us from the 70s.
2: Yeah, and I was also born in the 70s, just for clarification. Yeah. <laughs> before Andy Smart. You should have it you
0: know. with just.
2: Before Andy Smart, Alec comics <laughs> about the 60s. 70s. No, you know, one of the things about comparisons and is messy the greatest, sometimes you just want to get a pair of boxing clubs on and punch somebody because... <laughs> what the hell? No, but I mean, you know, it's like detracting from what somebody has done. What... If... if if two Argentinian players get sent off, can Messi control that? If Otamendi has a stinker, can Messi control that? If Emi Martinez has the worst game of the World Cup, the worst game of the last couple of years for him, and drops two or three clangers and France win, it is that Leno Messi's fault? And I think sometimes people say, well, Maradona carried the team and Messi hasn't done this. You can't always legislate for the other ten guys and sometimes... You know, 14, 15 guys when the subs come on, what they're going to do, you can only do so much. But if other people drop the ball, for want of a better phrase, and have a terrible World Cup final, and are overcome by nerves and pressure, there's not a lot he can do about that. That surely doesn't detract from the other thousands of things that he's done brilliantly. Over the years, but I suppose from some people's perspective, they just, you just won't convince them. You say that you can you can't legislate a mistake. You can't
3: legislate the fact that he has to carry Pablo Savaleta like he did in the 2014 uh-huh. World Cup. You can't legislate that Higuaín is missing chances. You, can, you can't legislate uh-huh. all those things. I'm just saying.
0: No need for that <laughs> what, what?
4: Oh. No. Oh,
3: oh, no, was that unfair?
0: Right.
4: I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right, Ali. Okay.
0: Louise, <laughs> <laughs> Louise, I tell you what, though, we all know about Messi's I wasn't,
4: other playing, world. I wasn't playing in front. Uh,
0: <laughs> 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 you went there. You've you got to get him back. You've got to get a two foot tackle uh, in place. So all get all him all in man. that little it's back. All love. Uh, Luis. We know how talented Messi is. We've seen it for years and years. But to see a 35-year-old Messi performing like he is in this World Cup has been quite something, hasn't it? Are you surprised?
5: Uh, a little bit, because definitely, if you've been watching what what he's been doing in Paris Saint-Germain, that he he walks many times, and uh, he's been outstanding, of course, because of the talent, because of the ability, because of experience, all that has put it to to uh, to the advantage of the team of PSG. So I was expecting a good Lionel Messi surrounded by good players that they are going to fight against him. But I wasn't expecting him to be key, to be one of the best players of the tournament. As we've seen so young players doing good things sometimes and good games, ups and downs, but he's been consistent. Once again, he, he's been very good in every single game. Maybe not scoring, but assisting, being important, being dangerous, uh, helping to the team when he was needed. I'm not saying this line or tackling, but also dropping down to grab the ball, to keep the ball when it was necessary. So... I mean, I'm, ne- I'm never surprised with, uh, with Messi because I know that he's always another level. He's always opening a, a new level, and I'm just glad to, to have the chance of watching him. We'll see what happen uh, on Sunday, but definitely it's been one of the best tournaments from him, and seeing that at the 35 years old is, is just, uh, again, amazing, but uh, we don't have words to, to, to talk about him.
0: Pablo, what's been your favourite messy moment of the tournament so far? Was it that no look assist? Was it that run against Vadiol? Or was it something else?
4: Uh, For me, uh, I would say his goal against Mexico in the second game. That was a turning point uh, for Argentina. Because we lost the first game against Saudi Arabia, the first half against uh, Mexico. Uh, Argentina not being good enough and we needed someone to to break the deadlock and, and, and to score that goal that we needed to bring a bit of relief or something and to win the game and, and that was Messi uh, and you could really see uh, his celebration, his passion and since then Argentina I think just uh, uh, got get, gets getting better and better in the tournament uh, he's been of course uh, always the main man in, in, in all the games but I think that particular moment was really important for the team.
0: Jules, one thing we've seen in tournaments with Messi is whether he has the right supporting cast around him when it comes to the Argentina national team. This time around, one player we have really seen step up to the mark has been Julian Alvarez.
1: Yeah, incredible World Cup for such a young player, 22, who didn't start. The World Cup as a starter. Lautaro started the first game against Saudi Arabia, and then I think Alvarez convinced Caloni to start him, to play him, because, because of his all-around game. It's not just the goals, it's the way he stretches the defence with his running, the pressing. I mean, he runs forever and ever and ever. And I think this team, and especially when they play with a 4 central midfielder like we saw against Croatia in the semifinal, which is potentially what they're going to do in the final again, you need Alvarez, you need his runs, you need that kind of energy, and him and Messi... Play so well together because of that. And, you know, I'm not sure Lautaro would have been in the same position, for example, to get the penalty against Croatia, to score the goal that Alvarez scored, even if there was a bit of luck involved in it. But I think Alvarez has been, no, a revelation because we knew how good he was at River and then with, with with City, the game that he's played, becoming better and better and better in the first half of the season. It's just to do it in a World Cup like this. To be so good, I think he's got seven goals in his eight starts for Argentina. It's just incredible. And and again, I don't think without Messi, they wouldn't be here. But without Alvarez, I don't think they would be here either.
0: And Pablo, he's one of the players that actually grew up with posters of Messi on his wall. There's pictures of him as a kid with Messi as well. That's got to be something special in that dressing room because, of course, every player in a World Cup final wants to win it for themselves. But these guys have got to surely want to win it with and for Messi too.
4: Absolutely. And, and don't forget that Julian Alvarez, Enzo Fernandez, uh, those players, uh, Alexi McAllister, they're only 21, 22. And probably those pictures if from 11, 12 years ago. they, they Messi was like uh, a hero for all of them. And now they're all playing a World Cup final with Messi. That's such a great story. And, and, and for Julian Alvarez, I'm, I'm really... Uh, uh, Pleased for him because I think he was, uh, you know, one, one of those players that just is patient and she's waiting for his chance. And as soon as Caloni give uh, the chance, she's you know, he, he took it really well. Great performance, and 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 it's incredible for a striker. I think he, he does more uh, running off the ball than he does on the ball. It's incredible. So. Um, for, for Messi, having Julian Alvarez uh, playing alongside him, it's been uh, you know, uh, fantastic for the team. And uh, you know, I'm, I'm really pleased for all those players because they deserve to be in the starting 11
0: It's got to be quite special, hasn't it, Craig? You're a young player, you've idolised Messi and here you are in a World Cup final with him.
2: And he deserves to be. Uh, and I think from his perspective, the World Cup has been, well, the whole season. He hasn't expected to play much at Manchester City. Because of Erling Haaland, but he's he's had some game time. He didn't. He came into this World Cup. He probably thought he was going to be a twenty-minute man here or there, replacing Lautaro Martinez. Uh, but that changed very quickly, and he's grasped it with both hands. And so you can't you can't deny that he has been a great foil for all the guys behind him, particularly Messi. And uh, and yeah, what a what a dream uh, come true. And I think. For him, it'll only enhance his confidence. Not only whatever happens on Sunday, but going back to his club, going back to his club with his chest puffed out and having performed the way he has, and to go in there and show Pep Guardiola, uh, who I'm sure knows just how good he is, but just proving it on on the big stage. So, a I I
3: great think story. That's critically important. The the fact that if you are under pressure, because any time that you play with Lionel Messi, there is an expectation that you have to keep up with the big man, right? So that sort of pressure that you want to deliver this trophy for Lionel Messi can either lift you up or it can weigh you down. And in the case of Julian Alvarez, it has lifted him up. And he has lifted the team as well. Because that level of activity that he gives this team in the attacking half allows Messi the freedom to then pick the spots in which he's able to pop in do his thing, do his magic, then disappear for a little bit, then come again. But he's able to do that because Julian Alvarez is running here, is running there, is running everywhere. Is defending. Julian Alvarez is doing a lot of the defending from the front line that Messi, well, he's, not, he's simply not going to do. Messi will position himself in areas in which he gets in the way of things, but he's not really chasing people around. Julian Alvarez is doing that. So this works because Julian Alvarez is willing to do the work, is willing to do the job and then Lionel Messi is able to rest in moments in which now I can get my energy when it matters the most. I can now affect the game, impact the game. So again, Julian Alvarez has been lifted by the pressure, has been lifted by the moment, not weighed down by the moment and the pressure.
0: And that's us talking about some of the crucial components in the Argentine squad right now, Luis. As for France, Antoine Griezmann has been absolutely standout. Are you surprised to see it, given the fact that it was a tough time at Barcelona? We know he's had limited minutes at Atleti this season. Or do you think that maybe in some weird way that's actually helped him, that he feels more rested going into this tournament?
5: Yeah, definitely, and he's been always. Uh, he's always uh, said it that um, when he plays for France, he feels uh, more confident, feels more comfortable. He's got more freedom, and I think that he's in a in, in a in a different level of his life at the moment. He's more a lot. He's got a lot more experience, a lot more balance uh, after arriving back to Atlético Madrid. All the situation that that it happens, uh, having only thirty minutes for quite a long time until they make that. Um, that transition between Atletico Madrid and Barcelona. He was quiet. He never say I uh, word uh, louder than the other one. And I think that that gave him that experience, that confidence, that, that maturity that I think is needed to arrive to the World Cup and show that it doesn't matter where I'm going to play. I'm going to be a key player because you can play him front, You can play in the midfield. It doesn't matter. He knows exactly that football intelligence that he's got is just magnificent. magnificent. The other day, he was defending inside the box. Not even the center pass could see where the ball was going to be. And he was there, cleaning it up. But not clearly, like trying to put the ball away. No, just yes, trying to make the passes. The first thought that he's got is just yes, from different world. Uh, he's every single time knowing what he has to do. When he arrives in second line, he's so dangerous. So he's understanding every single aspect of the game. And he's humble enough to understand that his rule at the moment is totally different. He's not need up front to score goals anymore. Yeah, if he can add a few, perfect. But he knows that when he's on the ball, he's helping the team on the build-up, assisting, and the ball, every single time he's on him, is safe. So I think that he's been one of the best tournaments uh, that we've seen this uh, uh, the, the player, and Griezmann feels so comfortable, comfortable. comfortable. Sorry. So I think that we can expect maybe why not to see him just yes, lifting the best player of the competition.
0: Pablo, is this a player that the Argentines have to focus on stopping in this final then?
5: Yes,
4: absolutely. I mean, uh, we spoke about the, the pace of, uh, of Mbappé, Dembele, Giroud being a strong inside the box, but I think Griezmann's been absolutely brilliant this World Cup. He's doing everything. He's everywhere. He said, OK, we, we don't have Pogba, we don't have Kante, we don't have Kipembe, we don't have Nkuku, I don't know who else. <laughs> uh, him? Uh, no worries. I, I, I'm here to do everything, so... Um, it has been brilliant. I mean, he's uh, such a great player. What I like from, from him is his commitment with this French team, and uh, he's loving it. I mean, you can really see he's enjoying every single minute of this World Cup.
2: He was never comfortable at Barcelona,
4: hmm.
2: it wasn't a great fit for him. Uh, he suffered. He goes back to Atletico Madrid on loan and then eventually on a permanent basis, but there's contractual issues. They're playing poorly. The team has changed constantly for the last, well, it's about 16 months now. When you think about the time frame, uh, the, he's kind of in and he's out and he's on the bench. And the one thing he's had with France, to, to an extent, is consistency. You know, even when he hasn't been playing well uh, or so well, what you have here is a group of players that Deschamps trusts. Okay, Mbappe's going to play, right? But Olivier Giroud has not always been everyone's favourite, right? But his record is tremendous and he's broken the the French record. And Antoine Griezmann is another player in the category of somebody who has always generally done a great job for the manager. And in some sense, sense, that's what Southgate has done a try to do with some of these England players. It hasn't quite worked for him. But Deschamps has been very successful at taking guys that even at times they haven't been the apple of everybody's eye, but they've done a great job for France, they've done a great job for the manager, and they've had success, and and Antoine Griezmann's one of those, and I think it brings the best out of him when he knows that the manager trusts what he does, the manager believes in him, and then you see him taking that onto the field, and you've got to say, you know, he has taken a few bumps and bruises, but Olivier Giroud, not just the goals, he's such a good foil, physically, for all these guys behind him, He takes the knocks, the bumps, the bruises, puts his head in there and he allows those other guys to go and just showcase their talents. It's it's a great balance about this French front line. You just mentioned bumps and bruises. I expect Antoine
3: Griezmann to get a few bumps and bruises in the final. I don't believe that the midfield of Argentina, if they can control it and if they can help it, will allow Antoine Griezmann to just be floating around. And just getting on the ball as freely as he has in this World Cup. And while his movement has been great and he's been able to appear in spaces and on the turn and has been a consistent outlet for this team, my guess is that the conversation within Argentina is we are going to get tight to this guy, we're going to get close to this guy, and when we're close, we're going to let him know we're there. So guys like Rodrigo De Paul, if he's healthy, guys like Leandro Paredes, there will be a physicality to this game that I don't think Anton Griezmann has faced throughout this tournament, because he has had this freedom to float. I think Argentina will make it a point to crowd the midfield and the areas in which Anton Griezmann is, because he has become the key for them in transition. Then he finds Mbappe, then he finds Embele, but he goes through Griezmann first, and if that's the case, Argentina will address it.
0: Jules, do you care to weigh in on what Griezmann will be facing in this final in terms of Argentina looking towards him as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I agree with, with Ali. I, I, I cannot... I would not want to believe that Scaloni could go into a game like this, a final like this, without some sort of plan against Griezmann. It would be crazy for them, I think, for him, Scaloni and Argentina as a, as a whole, as a team, as a collective, not to go in with something to do against Griezmann. You can't mark him. That would be silly. But certainly between Alexis Enzo and the Paul, to have the communication to make sure that he's never with too much space, too much freedom, where he can dictate the pace of the game because this is exactly what he's done through this tournament. And, okay, apart from England, maybe, where he was still outstanding, France haven't faced a team as good as Argentina and a midfield as good as the one they will face on Sunday. So this is another test for him. But just to finish on the... For Griezmann to reinvent himself at 31 years old for a World Cup, this is not just a friendly pre-season tournament we're talking about. This is the World Cup. And for him to play that well, and I agree with... Craig or Pablo, uh, in the sense that he could, well be, be, he could well be the player of the tournament if France wins the final on, on Sunday. To play like that, no one has created more chances than him in the tournament, not even Leo. No one has recovered the ball more than him, not even any number six that has played as a number six in this competition so far. He's been incredible and he's been everywhere, and I think when you have a player like that in your team... Then he gives you so many options. He, he literally fluidifies the games and sees things that others don't see. And it's a, it's a joy to watch. And it's a, it's
2: a huge asset to have. Talking uh, about all those players, just briefly. Uh, and Ali mentioned physicality. And I do think Argentina have to have that element if they are going to have success. But they have to play the French team that's in front of them. They have to play the scenario, not the moment. We've seen little bits and pieces, particularly the Holland game when things started. Well, actually, before Holland got back in, but when it started to go against them, we saw a little bit of a lack of discipline. Any lack of discipline in this final, you're going to lose. If the French take a lead and it's not going Argentina's way, Argentina's way the, more, the important thing is that they keep the heads. Don't start making rash challenges, picking up. Silly yellow cards, and then maybe a second yellow, you're down to 10 men. It's so important that you're thinking straight and not making rash decisions. Because if you make a rash decision, you jump in in Mbappe, you jump in in Griezmann, you start getting frustrated with the referee, and, and we know it can happen, then you're going to lose. So I think it's important to harness all those emotions, and we know they'll be there for both teams but I think particularly for Argentina with the Messi scenario with the French being uh, the world champions from 2018 in some sense with Argentina being maybe the underdogs maybe not with the bookies you've got to make sure you're not making rash decisions particularly early on in this match
0: Is that an area of concern for you Pablo especially with how fired up we've seen them in the likes of that game against the Netherlands
4: (laughs) Well, normally Argentinos, we got a bit like that, you know, uh, when the game goes, uh, you know, a bit of uh, fighting and all that. We, we, we love it. We love it. Um, why not? But, um, but I think it will be a big mistake. I, I agree with Korea. I, mean, I think if we need to be calm, the, the best we have seen from this Argentina team, it was against Croatia when we scored the first goal. After that, I think the, the, the team just kept the ball really well, uh, passing. You know, playing with high tempo in between uh, uh, McAllister, Enzo, De Paul. I think when, when, when we can't keep the ball like that is when, uh, is when that Argentina team, we, we see the best of that team. And then finding Messi in good position and, and Julián to, to, to make the difference for us. But, I mean, if we... Uh, France is very physical team, and that's I'm uh, a bit afraid. If we uh, we make hard decisions and we want to make silly tackles and picking yellows and stuff like that, I think that's not our game. Uh, Let's, let's, uh, let's do it maybe in the end if we need a bit of that. But uh, the most important thing, I think, for Argentina is to play with the ball. We have good players, technically very gifted to, to play a good football. And uh, that will be uh, really, really important for the team on Sunday.
0: Uh, it looks like Jules wants them very fired up there. I want to just focus on a, another area of weakness, and we want to talk about one of Luis Garcia's favourite players in that French side, in Ousmane Dembele, and how he's going to be able to exploit the defence on that side. Do you see that happening? Do you see him being a big weapon here for the French team, Luis?
5: He's always a good weapon. It's true that Ali is going to tell me, yeah, but against Croatia, we didn't see much. He didn't got the ball and when he was placed, they scored the goal. Yeah, that's totally true. But uh, you know that with Dembélé, you can have that. We've been waiting for that consistency for him. In the past few months, and issue that he had a little bit, maybe not as much as we expected or as much as we want for him to show, but definitely it's a player who you have to have an eye on him. I know that uh, Argentina with Acuna or Tafico, they are the strong defenders, but they struggle if uh, if they face a defender, a, 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 a winger that goes inside, and we all know that Dembele uh, loves to get the, that, that diagonal go through to uh, straight to goal, not trying to find the. The, the end line. So, when uh, a, a defender that is very left footed is faced to the right side, is always a problem. So, Tamendi has to be very, very aware of that. They have to be um, um, with an eye on, on that in every single location. McAllister, I think, is doing a great job to help him uh, also in that uh, left side. But it's always um, a very dangerous player. If you allow them to get a few meters, if you allow him to turn the other day against Croatia, even though that he wasn't impressive, he was clever, the first touches were good, he made a, a, a few good combinations with Griezmann to allow him to, to arrive in the last there to follow for assist to uh, Giroud or Mbappé. So at the end, he can add some more things to, to uh, this French team. So I spent a, a good game from him, but I'm sure that uh, Tagovicco Acuna, the player who is going to be in that side, is going to be tough on him because that's when he gets struggle on the game.
0: Yeah, le.
3: Uh-huh. Well... You, I've said this before. Contractually obligated, Luis Garcia to mention Dembele in every show that he's a part of. Once again, he has to feel his. I didn't mention. It his- was <laughs> K, I didn't
0: mention.
3: Oh, oh! So you're passing the blame to K? I see how it works.
2: I see. I'd leave him out of the team actually.
0: <laughs> well. You've got a few options on the bench. Maybe Benzema could come. Well, I'm him. thinking Benzema, actually,
2: just to just to roll this back around. we have managed to do about 27 minutes without talking about Benzema. I want to get get it back. But look, if clearly it's end product for him. But if you're, you're doing some, if you're getting in the French team first and foremost at any time uh, with their roll call, you're doing something right. Uh, but if you're getting in a team in the World Cup final, then clearly the manager thinks you're bringing something. Uh, We'll see whether there's some great battles all around. You know, Dimbelli with his pace, Mbappe with his movement and his pace, Giroud's physicality. We've already talked about Griezmann. There are just so many facets to both these teams. I honestly, I know we talked yesterday about a lot of finals are a little bit dull and cagey and boring, and I understand. I just I can't get my head around thinking that this is going to be a tremendous final between these two. So many characters to pick and choose from. If Dembele is going to be successful in this final,
3: mentally he's got to be in a place in which he understands that he can be the guy who makes a difference. While everybody's paying attention to Griezmann, everybody's paying attention to Mbappe, and of course Giroud is uh, going to attract attention inside the 18-yard box. Yes, it could very well be Dembele that is able to break down Argentina but he has to be able to figure this out ahead of the game so that then when we get to the game and it's time to make a decision those decisions that Craig just mentioned, that that final decision, if indeed If he ever were to find consistency, now we're talking, now we're cooking, now I'm talking about Embele the same way that Luis Garcia is talking about Embele, with the same love and passion, but he's got to find that consistency. Can it happen on the, on the final? Yeah, it sure can, but you know what else is possible? That he disappears and that he becomes ineffective. I think Dembele has to take it upon himself to understand that he may just be the key because he may be the forgotten one. And he can dominate guys like Tagliafico and Marcos Acuña with his speed if he's able to find that final product. Please, Usmane, please find that final product.
0: Let's get the Frenchman on Usman Dembele, shall we? Is he going to be the key here, Jules?
1: I... I don't know. I, was, I have to say I was disappointed by his performance against Morocco. Uh, I, something very important here about Ousmane. Deschamps, has spent a lot of time talking to him through this World Cup about his defensive duties, which I, I completely understand. Because Kylian doesn't defend and Kylian is the only player in this team allowed not to defend, allowed not to run. Today, I saw the start that he's the player with the least defensive effort in the whole competition. Uh, Mbappé, and that's fine. This is, this is Deschamps who decides, and Deschamps has decided and told the squad that Kylian will not defend. Okay, so then when you don't have the ball and you, your formation changes to a 4-4-2 because Kylian doesn't defend, so Giroud and Kylian are up front, Giroud can do a little bit of work, like we saw against Amrabat, for example, against Morocco. He will probably do the same against Enzo on Sunday. That means that Usman has to defend a lot, and he plays really deep. And, and he's, he's been very good at it, better than at Barcelona, where I don't think Xavi asked that of him. My issue is, at times he forgets to attack now. And we saw against Morocco that when he gets the ball back anyway, he's 70 yards away from the goal. So unless he does something crazy, running, dribbling past three or four people, trying to find someone to play the 1-2 and get into space, it's very hard for him to influence the game offensively because of the way the French have been playing the last two games against England and against Morocco. So I'm not really sure what kind of Uzman I will see on Sunday. Will I see a French low block, which I think that could be the plan, and then in that case he will spend more time defending than attacking, which I think is a shame, but has to be done. Or if the French have be more on the front foot, then OK, I agree with the boys. He can influence the game and he can cause problems to Tagliafico, Acuna... Otamendi, whoever plays the the left centre-back and the left-back in that game, but so far his focus has been mainly about the defensive duties, which again, I can understand,
2: I I struggle a bit to understand why so much though. Okay, forgetting Dembele for a minute, why why Jules will Mbappe not defend?
1: It's a good question, Craig. I mean, he doesn't want to, to start with. That doesn't mean that he shouldn't, but that means he doesn't want to. So you can force, it's not forcing him, but you can say to him, listen, we, you have to, you have to do something, at least do the minimum. Even the minimum is what not want to do. I mean, the stats today is something ridiculous, like 0.1% of his of his runs are defensively. Like I mean, yesterday in the stadium, Watching him, it was literally like I, I, it was embarrassing at times. But this is, this is fine because this is agreed. Everybody's on board. Rabiot, when he plays, knows that he has to compensate and come and does, he does all that work on that left hand side. Fofana did it yesterday because Rabiot wasn't there. It would be the same in the final. Giroud is happy to defend more and to cover the number six of the opposition because Kylian is not going to go. Okay, maybe the best players and Messi is. is is in a way a little bit similar, although I see Messi working hard and counter-pressing more than Kylian does. I, I don't know, Deschamps is on board, Deschamps agreed to it, they've worked about barrier training to make sure that it's okay to defend at the four four two and Kylian doesn't defend. I don't know. I find it strange but it's
2: yeah. the way it is. I, I get it, I, I I get it, you know there are egos out there and they have been successful. I just don't like it. I just don't like it because I know you can't treat everyone the same. And I understand we've all been in dressing rooms where there's the big guys and then it sort of filters down. But nobody's too good to, to say I'm not defending. Nobody. Nobody. You're know, you you're not, going to win, you're not going to win a World Cup without centre-halves and full-backs and holding midfielders and goalkeepers. Mm-hmm. Everybody has to do their job. And yet they've won a World Cup. And I, I, I presume if you looked at the stats from 2018... A uh, young, less egotistical Kelly Mbappé would probably have run back more in 2018 than he's doing now, which I think tells you, you know, the mindset in the last three or four years. But I just don't like the fact that everybody's got to swivel around because he, doesn't, what he feels he doesn't have to run back when you're playing for your country. It's just a bugbear, but I, I, you know, I, I just don't like it.
0: All right, let's see about the predictions then, shall we, and who everyone's going for. I don't like yeah. people changing the predictions like Shaka did. I bet he wished he'd stayed no. with no, well, he's a goalie. Argentina. He's now. A goalie. Well he's gone back to them, hasn't he now? With his tail between his legs. Where? <laughs> <laughs> going for Argentina in the <laughs> oh, final. Yeah, yeah. Frank LeBoff going for penalties in this one. Ali Moreno, same there. France, obviously, Jules Craig, France. Luis Garcia, Argentina, two one. There's somebody missing on there. Yeah. <laughs> Where's Stevie? No. (laughs) Well, Stevie's missing. He doesn't want to. (laughs) <laughs> oh, oh, Pablo, yes. It is Pablo's Pablo answer. Pablo doesn't want to answer. He, he's, he's going to jinx it. Oh. Is he Superst-
6: the killing
2: Mbappe, <laughs> <is the> <laughs> Mbappe of ESPN FC? He doesn't want Absolutely. to give us the answer.
4: No chance I'm um, saying my prediction. Sorry, sorry. I don't but know if France. Uh, in England, France. in France, or Spain, you know, or Scotland, in Venezuela, the superstition and all, but no, not for me. Not for me before the game, no. <laughs> <laughs> all right.
0: We'll, we'll forgive him as long as he sticks around for extra time later. And then we'll give him some more stick there. All right? Oh, is yeah. that
4: all it
3: takes
0: to That's be forgiven? That's all it takes. That's that all I'm it takes today. He's, he's still relatively new to the crew, so we've got to be nice to him for now. A few more years in, and we'll be a lot meaner. Thanks so much to Luis and Jules for being with us. You can catch a lot more from Jules over on the Gab and Jules podcast. Make sure to download that wherever you do get your podcasts.
7: Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash FC. Just go to Indeed.com slash FC right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on the podcast. Indeed.com slash FC. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any.
0: Well Barcelona are top of the table in La Liga, even without Messi right now. Two point advantage on Real Madrid and you can see all of these teams back in action over the new year as La Liga returns to our schedule on ESPN Plus. We cannot wait to have it back. I'll tell you who else will be in La Liga in a few years time. Is 16-year-old Brazilian Edric. It's the future of the club. It was announced today that the club has signed the youngster for a reported $63.6 million fee. Mm. The agreement will allow the player to join when he reaches legal age, which is July 2024. The deal would be through to 2027 with the option until 2030. He will travel to Madrid in the coming days to visit the club's facilities. Look, who else has been at the Real Madrid training ground uh, Cristiano Ronaldo. Ah,
2: oh, there it is. And that's why, for balance, we, we've got yeah. his top five goals. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and there are plenty to choose from there
2: as we're well. From. To choose from. But unfortunately, today we don't. We've just decided we're not going to run them in <laughs> just to <Yeah>. annoy somebody.
3: <laughs> we are assuming that that's Cristiano,
2: right?
0: Well, uh, We've actually seen the images of him. Florentino uh-huh. Perez has said he's always welcome to train uh-huh. there. He obviously has a house very close to Valdebebas, okay. the training ground. Point is Is he going to get a game there? <laughs> what? <laughs> for Real
3: Madrid? No. <laughs> so, mm. But we couldn't get the shot of actually seeing Cristiano Ronaldo We saw the shot of just a car driving well, by. I, well,
2: there he goes, there he goes i if, if I scuppered the start of this show I'm damn well going to scupper the end of it
0: Gab's been calling for it for ages calling Gab Marcotti for what? saying that maybe A return to Real Madrid Is what's on the cards for Cristiano Ronaldo oh,
2: It's never happening then
0: <laughs> <laughs> because Gab said it. Right, Certainty. <laughs> All right. These guys are not having Cristiano Ronaldo returning to Real Madrid, even though he has been seen there on the training grounds using their facilities. All the transfer talk is over on our website. It is getting to that time. So make sure you do head on over there to see the latest rumours. Robert Del Rey will be back in action. These are some of the notable games that are upcoming. That's from December 20th through to December 22nd. Make sure to catch those games on ESPN+. We've also got the Carabao Cup coming up next week and some big clashes there. We'll see how Manchester United look post-Cristiano Ronaldo against Burnley. Manchester City against Liverpool on December 22nd. You'll be able to catch these games with some wraparound coverage as well here on ESPN+. Dale Johnson has also been explaining what the World Cup will look like in 2026. We know it's 48 teams, we know it's more groups, more venues. For God's sake, give We
2: haven't even finished this one yet. <laughs>
0: well, we are over there. Actually, it was a very good conversation with Dale over on the Daily Well, at least time. we're consistent.
2: We bookended the show. We saw him at the start and saw him at the end. It's not going to happen.
0: Yep, and I think consi- else is it gonna happen. Be,
2: we can't be accused of not being consistent.
0: You guys are not leaving because you're staying behind to answer. As for the next World Cup. <laughs> Stay around. Extra time's up next
6: Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
0: A reminder that Extra Time is presented by Globent. We have Craig Burley, Alejandro Moreno, Kay Murray, and Pablo Zavaleta hey. here for the latest edition to answer your questions. Thank hey you well. so much. No, for it's on the top
2: of me. my mind. <laughs> oh, well, we're all curious. The next World Cup. I'm 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 ahead. I'm ahead
0: of the game here. Well, maybe Scotland will get in it this time.
2: Well, there's 48 teams. (laughs) Well, I mean, you say that as if I actually give a stuff. (laughs) I don't. What
0: would would make you care and get on board? Scotland's having a run like Morocco. Come on. I'm not. Am I? Do I look like a supporter? You look like a Scotsman. I no, I don't. I sound like you one. sound like a Scotsman. Think. Yeah, that's fair it's enough. No
2: difference to me. I'll still play golf when the sun comes out and have a beer. All right. <laughs> as long as I can do that, I don't care.
0: The top question is a Although question. I'm not
2: playing golf at the moment. It's a bit cold. I, I'll i very, very me, I've got Absolutely no interest in these questions.
0: There is. In- <laughs> there I is. Mean, a- might, that that could get
2: people angry. And uh,
0: what about the indoor golf centres? Actually, they've actually opened indoor very indoor close to us folks. <laughs> in Canton. What? There's a new yeah, indoor golf centre. I don't live anywhere near that place. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't just, don't
2: even, I don't even live in the Farmington Valley. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a house. Where is the Farmington Valley? <laughs> exactly, I don't even know where it is. Right? I Glastonbury. Mad people out there who want to come round your house and throw stones at windows.
0: Maybe yeah. round your house. For saying no anyway. to Benzema returning, no to Cristiano yeah. Ronaldo returning. In the show, we were asked about well, we were asking whether Messi winning the World Cup has to happen for him to be considered the greatest of all time. Yes, we do. Pablo, they've been asking this question for you, and we know your answer here. But we're going to ask you it again anyway. It doesn't matter to you, right?
4: Well, absolutely. I say that before. For me, uh, Messi doesn't need to win the World Cup to be the best he's up there with Maradona for me brilliant both of them so of course I would love to see a picture of uh, Messi with the World Cup Cup on Sunday lifting it just uh, would be amazing but whatever happens thank you Messi for being uh, one of the greatest uh, players in the World Cups Just out of interest
2: Pablo how many many roughly do you think Argentinian fans are
4: actually going to be in the stadium? At the stadium? Well, uh, in every Argentina game I've been in Qatar, it's always been like uh, three quarters uh, of the stadium, so Argentinian fans. Uh, for the final, uh, maybe a lot of people from France will fly in and fly out next day. Uh, but hopefully 50-50 because I think it would be brilliant uh, to see that, but uh, it's incredible how many Argentina fans been in Qatar for the whole tournament, incredible. And they just kept coming, coming, without tickets. Today I saw a lot of people outside the hotel asking for tickets, so uh, yeah, they're crazy.
0: All right, next question then. seems as though we won't go back to that one, we've entered it in the show, right? Mm. What one? The GOAT question winning the World Cup. Mm-hmm. Do Griezmann and Joao Felix need to get the heck out of Athleti as fast as possible? And where would be a great destination for either one? Well,
3: in the case of Joao Felix, it's a no doubt. That he should be somewhere else. It's just not gonna work. With... He's outright
0: said it. I want to go. Yeah, he,
3: he wants out, it's just not gonna work. They, they, they see the game in from a totally different perspective, both Simeone and Joao Felix. So it's not a match. It hasn't been a match, it won't work out. In the case of Antoine Griezmann, there has been a point in his time at Atlético Madrid, not 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 the latter part of Atletico Madrid and Griezmann, but the earlier part of Atlético Madrid and Griezmann where It actually was working quite nicely, and he was having a lot of fun. And he was playing a free role in the attacking half, and he was scoring goals with consistency and creating chances with consistency. That's not quite happening now, but I don't think that he's going anywhere anytime soon. I think he's going to go back to Atletico Madrid, and so this dream life that he's living with the French national team is soon coming to an end. Sorry, Antoine.
0: Uh, we got asked the other day, Joao Felix at Arsenal, do you think that would be a nice fit for him, Craig?
2: Uh, well, they've got Audegard and a few others, so I suppose. I mean, anywhere he's going to play.
0: A better fit for him than Athletic?
2: Good God. <laughs> well, he doesn't get... I mean, he spent too much time on the bench there. Uh, I don't know, somewhere he's going to play. He's still young, Griezmann, not so much, but somewhere he's going to go and get regular game time and a coach not builds the whole thing around him but gives him a, kind of a free reign to do what he does best which is not what he gets where he is with that manager and the reason I say that Griezmann is not going
3: anywhere is because they just got him back from Barcelona and they just redid this whole thing to try to fit Griezmann into the plans, right? Remember the time in which Griezmann was having to sit because he couldn't play enough minutes and this and that because that would trigger the clause all this nonsense that was going on they went through all of that. You don't go through all of that to then say, uh Antoine, now you can go whatever you want to. No, I don't think that's happening.
0: What do would you reckon, Pablo? Would you like to see Joe Felix in the Premier League?
4: I mean he's young, he's he's really good player, he has uh, he have to play football and he has to go somewhere where they have he's surrounded by good players and playing probably a different style. Some more attacking team and Arsenal have been playing some great football this season Gabriel Jesus uh, I don't know how long it's going to be injury uh, with Saka Martinelli Odegaard yeah I think could be a, a good place for him to go and enjoy his football Premier League one of the greatest league in the world and Arsenal London yeah great place why not?
0: Pablo next question is for you Are you feeling serious FOMO with Argentina playing in the final? I'm sure you're happy Argentina's in the final, but wouldn't it have been much better if you were there?
4: Well, um, of course. I mean, I'm I'm really pleased to see Argentina uh, in the World Cup final, just because I know some of the players I played uh, with. A few years ago, and believe me, that in every single game I've been at the stadium is one of those moments where I thought, "Oh, how, how I want to be there! I want to be on the field." Um, but uh, obviously, I had my chance in 2014. We missed it, and uh, hopefully, that's the time that the the boys can can win it and um, and enjoy a lovely Sunday. Uh, I mean, would we'll, would we'll be brilliant. Boys.
0: What's FOMO? You know it was common. <laughs> What's FOMO? Fear of missing out.
2: Oh. <laughs> Does everything have to be abbreviated now? Apparently so. <laughs> and capitalized. FOMO. <Formal. laughs> Never heard that.
0: It was more the provoletta for me, isn't that provolone? What? 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 It says you? for provoletta. Oh. Provoletta. Yeah.
4: Ah, pro, provoletta, pro, uh, sorry. Provoletta normally is uh, like a cheese that uh, yeah, we do on, right? uh, like. a barbecue. But provolone, there's
6: no,
4: re- there's yeah. no
0: but, but why have they said this to us? Is that you? what you say? No, I'm just saying. I didn't read that a bit out originally, but I was just. I, I missed it because. I knew it was a cheese, and I didn't know it was, if it was your nickname or not. Plus, so I thought I would cheese, leave it out. You pro, didn't know
4: what a glass I, of wine was. Yeah, I, it is
0: a plate. I, 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 I can't
4: can read from here, but... Uh... Anyway. <laughs>
2: you sure know your cheeses.
4: <laughs> I don't know. This is a to cheese. To be honest, I don't understand. It's all right. For provolone, yeah.
0: Yeah, I just wondered if there was a nickname or some reason right, that they wrote that. It's right, we're not
4: live, we'll do that one again.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, it is a cheese. Probable, I don't know why they wrote that, this, though. But uh, yeah,
2: I don't know why we write half these things, be quite honest.
0: <laughs> if France win the World Cup, it is rumoured that Benzema will get a medal despite not being in Qatar for the entire World Cup. Would you as a player, would you as a player, he would be happy to accept it? Would he be happy to accept it?
3: <laughs> Look, if anybody is willing to give me a... World Cup winner's medal, I'll take it. I'll gladly take it. You bring me to wherever I need to go and you put it around my neck, I'll take it.
0: Okay, so you're in this French side. You don't play a single minute. You have to withdraw on the eve of the tournament. You're okay taking it. Right, but according
3: to you, Kay... He should be back with the with I the was team. I
0: I didn't say According I was to the According to UK, <laughs> he
3: should be back with the team, be put in the bench, and have an opportunity to play just in case they need him. So I, I don't know the what question. the issue is then. I asked the no, question. but I know. But you, I know you're asking the question. <laughs> but you're asking the question both ways, so
2: you can't have it both ways. You sounded like a bit like Dan there. <laughs> That's what he said yesterday. I, I asked just the asked a question. question. <laughs> and I didn't want to, you might want to just start thinking for yourself, Daniel. <laughs> you know? Engage I, your I brain. may have
0: tried to lead you. Well, no, that's way. quite
2: difficult. No, no, you were leading, you led yourself down a merry path to nowhere. You tried everybody on the panel. You went round, you had a big hammer out, you hammered away and you came back and it was blank. We wrote you a cheque, it was blank. (laughs) (laughs) It said, move on. Signed, everybody on the park. Anyway, what's the question?
0: (laughs) Would you you take it? Well, I would have
2: FOMO... (laughs)
0: You'd you <laughs> yes.
2: have two. FOMO. I would have FOMO. I won the medal. And you could even Listen, eat
0: some prova Yeah.
2: Listen, I was dropped in the morning of the FA Cup final in '97, and I didn't get a medal. So here the hell, he's not getting a medal for not even turning
0: up. Just going to have to cry into one his one. Ballon d'Or instead. I got a runners-up
2: medal for 1994 FA Cup final and I've no idea where it is. <laughs>
0: Medals. <laughs> Don't even care.
2: <laughs> Golf. <laughs>
0: Pablo, would you take the medal if you were Benzema and they won the World Cup? Sorry to say that, but if it happens,
4: Absolutely. I mean, I was a part of the squad <laughs> list for the World Cup. I got injury, but went back to Spain. But if I was Benzema, I would stay in Qatar for four weeks doing some treatment. Training and just be part of uh, of the of the group and then I mean if they win it then thank you lad because I've been so important off the field talking to all the young lads and <laughs> why
2: not. If you want vanity out of all of our uh, uh, pundits, if the French win it, Frank Lebeuf will try and get a minute. Yes he will. <laughs> Frank LeBouf will try and <laughs> Get yeah, a medal to go alongside his, his, that World Cup that he never mentions. Never mentioned 1998.
0: Pablo, do you see Messi as a pundit and commentator in the future? And is his English good enough to be on the top football show? Hint, it's the one that you're on right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who wrote this? <laughs> Sergeant Bads. Ha, ha,
4: ha. Surely, my, my English is not great, but it's still better than uh, uh, Messi's English, for sure. Uh, I mean, um, uh, why not? Uh, he's, he's quiet, he's a bit shy, but um, I think uh, after football, it could be uh, nice to see Messi doing some punditry, probably not in English, because he never been in England or... It's hard when you're not being in a country that you need to learn another language and you can speak uh, uh, fluid English, but um, it will be so nice, maybe in Spanish. Uh, now this day we can have a, a translation and on, on the screen and all that, so uh, that's fine. But is, the best thing would be uh, to see Messi doing some uh, punditry. Bring him to see... ESPN. We need when to convince see... him to bring it.
3: We'll have him. Pablo, I'll tell you what he's doing. He's protecting right there. He's like, nah, his English not good enough. Protecting his own role. Yeah, he's protecting his role. He's like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. Look, he's shy. He doesn't, hey,
4: English not I mean, very would good. You, would, you, <laughs> would you rather, listen, would you, would you rather to have me on the show speaking my English or would you like to have Messi with a translator in here?
3: No, you Pablo, you're my guy. Sexy, sexy Pablo. Hey, sexy Pablo would be
2: even better. Ah, sexy Pablo ah, would be even better. Ah, be guy. Uh, trust, me, <laughs> I, I, trust me. If if those flowers are in a to go by, we've got nothing to worry about. <laughs> if, afford, if those flowers are in to go by, we can't afford them. <laughs> that's 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 where we are but we can afford pablo
0: we've got got to finish we can i bet messi would give us a prediction on the world cup final anyway we've got to go (laughs) we've got to go thank you so much for sending in your tweets we'll see you next time
6: brainstorm what's something that works so well that it's basically magic microwave air conditioning what about selling with shopify